Hey, Gary Raven. Yes, Daryl Spicer. We're going to pick up some of these listeners. We're going to go for a ride in the big old store-bought truck and let them hear some of the strange critters we get to hang out with. Now, wouldn't that be an awesome program? <laughs> that would be an awesome program. We we are so blessed and honored to hang out with some wonderful people that are in ministry in their own right, and we get to tag along with them. So, folks, get on board. Let's go for a ride in this big old truck. They're going to hear some great music. They're going to hear some great preaching. And some great testimonies. Hey, we're proud to be a voice of the highway. <laughs> up I'm driving when the sun goes down the hum of 18 wheels Lord that's a lonely sound I spend all day chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have the white line fever to the day I gotta see I gotta look around I got diesel smoke rolling From two chrome stacks My address is 408-414 A big blue Mac Now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have the white line fever to the day Friends, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, Lonesome Road Ministries, and the road is our life. We just love riding along with you in the cab. Yes, we do. We really do enjoy the fellowship and just listen to some of these good messages that Lonesome Road Ministries puts out to all you drivers out there on the highways and the byways. And boy, do we have a great message today. It's a powerful message. It touches my heart. How about you, Gary? Anytime I hear Tony Mac McMullen speak, he grabs my heart. I'll tell you, 
me and Tony Mack go all the way back to 2005, I can still remember that day that I met him. What a humbling experience it was to shake that man's hand. Yes, and I met him at a little old church up in Kentucky, just a little bitty church. Tony come all the way from Oklahoma to speak at that church with you, Gary Ravens, first time I met you. I remember that. That was back in 2012. Wow. That's that's very humbling. Well, to know a man as as Tony Mack, and I'm sure several of you have heard his – his messages and his testimonies out there. And this is a powerful man, a powerful man of God. And a lot of people's lives has been changed because of our friend, Tony Mack, because he turned his life over to the Lord. Amen. And he used his testimony for him. Yeah. And his powerful testimony has gone all over the country and hundreds, if not thousands of people's lives has been changed by that powerful testimony of Tony Mac McMullen. And if you've never heard it, then we can send you a copy of it. Yep. And today's message is called In Dire Straits. And and as Tony talks about this man that, that, that's been chained up, he was actually chained up. Mm-hmm. And Tony's been in the, in the places like that where he's been so low. But then he got pulled out just like this guy did. Amen. He got freed. He got free indeed. <laughs> so you're going to enjoy this message today from Tony Mack called In Dire Straits. Yeah, but before we get to that message, you know, we always like to play some great country. I don't know if it's gospel or just... It's Joe Arview. It's Joe Arview so it, 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 He's got his own... Uh, Joe's got his own style. His own style. And, uh, well, hey, we'll just put one on and you be the judge. There you go. Here's Joe Arview. Raised upon the cross What most considered gain Still a few considered lost And the sky grew black The earth began to shake And cracked the temple wall Devil must have cried out as he watched his empire fall. Now a man kneels by the bedside of a son born just today, and is talking with Jesus. As the tears run down his face And he said, I've been a sinner And I've walked on the dark side But this boy I lay my hands on Lord, I give to you tonight 
And the battle rages Just the fight goes on This war we're facing It's never won I can feel that sword slice Through my flesh And the battle rages For righteousness Now I stand beneath my God Just a man of unclean ways With a soul that never dies But my spirit sometimes strays And my heart is a battlefield Devil sends his men And he might win this battle But this war he'll never win And the battle rages Yes, the fight goes on this war we're facing, it's never won. I can feel that sword slice through my flesh, and the battle rages for righteousness. Yes, the battle rages for righteousness. Awesome song by our good friend Joe Arview. How do we get some copies of Joe Arview's music? I'm glad you asked, Daryl, because uh, he has an awesome website, joearview.com, or the best way to get a hold of Joe Arview is just give him a call. His phone number is 618-927-1986. He would love to send you some CDs, or he would love to come to your church or your Christian event. Joe travels all over the country. He does. And, and the best time to get a hold of him is what Gary says is about 2 o'clock in the morning. That's right. Give him a call. You'll be glad to get his answering machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but, he, but he will call you back. He will. Make sure you tell him Gary told you to call. That's right. And now we got that message for you by Tony Mac McMullen. And it was recorded several years ago, and Tony had his wife with him that trip. And you're going to be blessed by hearing from Candy Mac also. You know, these folks uh, share their heart. They're an open book, and they told us all about their life and, and the good times and the bad times. But uh, now they're telling us all about how the Lord loved on them. Amen. Here is that message by Tony and Candy McMullen. I'm so glad to be here. Uh, it's like coming back home, getting to see people you hadn't seen in a long time. Man, uh keep thinking one day Gary will grow his hair back, but he just keeps it shining up there, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's for let your light so shine before man, huh, brother? Amen. That they'll see you have no hair and it'll glorify your father in heaven, as the little 10-year-old said. Amen. 
got a scripture that I want to read to you today about a man that was in dire straits. He was in big trouble and didn't seem like uh, any help was pending, any help would come. In fact, he had given up on life completely. So shunned by man that, that he walked in the tombs. So hated and despised by civilization. They had nowhere to go. No one would welcome him in. And I believe because of mistakes that he had made and choices that were chosen badly, that he began to be an outcast and demons began to attack him. And now you all know where I'm going if you turn to Mark chapter 5. I want to look at this a little bit and I want to read this scripture because to us we just see a demon-possessed man, but I believe there's so much more here than just what that was. This man, I believe, had a family. He had somebody loved and cared for him. and You know, I don't know about you guys, but if anybody here knows very many truck drivers, they're gone from home a lot. They're out on the road and the truck stops. There's so much evil in them truck stops. There's so many things to attack our, our, our nation's truck drivers today. Thank God for Gary and Bob because they've, they've stepped out and, and put it on their heart that they're going to minister to these men and women that drive up and down them roads. And I've been to a few truck stops back before I got saved, and they was evil then, but they've gotten way more so today. Amen. And I know even Christians can make bad choices. Even Christians can get knocked sideways sometimes. So I want to read this scripture right here. We begin at verse 1. It says, As they came to the other side of the sea, to a country called the Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him a man out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces, neither could anyone tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him, and he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I do to you with Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you, by God, that you do not torment me. For he said to him, Come out of this man, you unclean spirit. Then he asked him, What is your name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legions, for we are many. Also he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Now a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountains. So all the demons begged him, saying, Send us to the swine that we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. There were about 2,000, and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. So those who fed the swine fled, and they told it in the city and in the country, and they 
went out to see what it was that had happened. Then they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon-possessed and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who saw it told them how it had happened to him, who had been demon-possessed and about, and about the swine. Then they began to plead with him to depart from their region. And when he got into the boat, he who had been demon-possessed begged him that he might be with him. However, Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, Go home. I love this part. Special meaning in my life. Go home to your friends and family. And tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has had compassion on you. Will y'all bow with me for a moment? Father, I just thank you for another opportunity, Lord, to speak to those who are here, Lord, to speak to the truck drivers. They are the lifeline of our our nation, and God, they carry produce and everything from coast to coast. Father, I pray, God, their protection and those here, Father, families, Lord, that you just be with us all. Father, today's time, we need you so much in our lives. Father, if there's one listening out there that does not know you, may this be the day. May this be the day you cast those demons out and you make them clean as snow. And we'll give you the praise, the honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What I love about this scripture is kind of the story of Tony Mack. It's talking about a man here that has been chained, he's been bound, and he, you know what that represents is law. That represents law that he, he, he never adhered to the law. I believe one day he walked down the road, and y'all have heard me say this. I use the scripture a lot in my testimony. But it goes a little deeper than that. I I believe that that he had allowed those demons into his life. And I believe that a lot of people sold him short and gave up on him. You know what, though? There was a man that came one day, and he didn't give up on him. He had a plan for that man's life and was going to use him. I don't know about you, but I could, I could feel his heart so much. Could you be around Jesus any time at all and not want to go with him, not want to be with him on the voyage where he went, not want to follow him everywhere he went? I don't believe if you're a Christian, I believe with everything in my heart, you'd want to spend your whole time with him. And we know that, that Jesus told him, go to your friends. Now, what what gets me about this story, man, what really gets me is this man was in the tombs. Wouldn't it have been just as easy to hide in the wilderness or somewhere, you know, but he's with dead people. He's in the tombs where the dead people are. How many of y'all know there's a lot of dead people driving trucks today? Amen. There's a lot of dead people, man. Even people that are imprisoned by their circumstances. They're in prison. You don't have to be in prison, in a structural prison to be in prison. There's a lot of people, especially in churches, that are in prison. 
Man, there's a lot of people in churches that don't admit some of the things that they do in the darkness. And you know what? I believe with everything in my heart that these are demons undealt with. These are demons that visit us on a daily basis undealt with. But you know what? This man seen somebody coming on the boat. There was probably fear in them old demons. And this man felt some fear. What, what was the only thing different? That boat coming. That boat scaring these demons. There's something on that boat. You see, they knew the Savior was coming. And let me tell you something. That man fought his way to Jesus. Can I tell you something? The demons didn't fight their way to him. Amen. But, but the man did. And you know, he cast those evil spirits out into a herd of swine. Anybody here get in the ocean? Y'all's crazy. <laughs> Everything in there bites you, stick you, eats you. You know, there's 2,000 pigs, so how many demons was there? You know, it got to be a whole lot of demons went into the pigs, you know. And, you know, they had to come out of those pigs, and they went into them ocean critters, you know. Great White probably used to be just a big guppy. <laughs> hey, man, until, they, until them demons got in them. Now, I know y'all don't. The ocean is beautiful. Kenny and I love to look at it, but I don't like getting in it. She talked me into it one time. She said, honey, there ain't no shark attacks on this beach. I said, you, you don't think there is? She said, no, I bet there ain't never been one. So she talks me into getting out there. And you know, I was wondering why folks got way up the beach. And I figured it out when I turned around, seeing a seven-foot wall of water coming right at me over my head. There wasn't nothing to do but dive in it, Bob. I had to dive in it. And you know what? Right when I did, you know what I heard? Dun-dun. Dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Jaws was after me, man. I looked like a topwater jig going across that water. Hey, man, get back to the room that night. Guess what? Shark attack. Not 30 miles from right where we was. Topsail Beach, North Carolina. Well, I've said all that to say this. Don't get in the water. Amen. <laughs> Don't get in the water. But what, what really strikes me about this, this message, and, and a whole lot of message if you'll look and see, before Jesus had a great victory in somebody's life, there was always a battle. There was always a battle. Let's just back up here to verse 35. On that same day when evening had, uh, this 35 of chapter 4, on that same day when evening had come, he said to them, let's cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along the boat as he, wa as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat unto the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he rose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you, where, where, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind 
and to see obey him. Can you all imagine running around with Jesus not knowing who he is? I mean, he's our all in all. And what's awesome to me about this, the battle that each one of us have, we have that same authority today. Same exact authority. We can take authority over the things in our life. And when we do, guess what? There's a blessing waiting right on the other side of that hurdle. If you don't think so, ask that demon-possessed man when you get to heaven. When the winds rose, you know old devil waited till Jesus was asleep. He thought, I'll sink the boat while he's asleeping. Amen. But Jesus woke up and talked to the waters and stilled them. I take great comfort in knowing that what he he said this himself, what great things I've done, you'll do things greater. Amen. In other words, the same authority that Jesus had, we have today. We can overcome the evil one with by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Amen. That's why I go everywhere I can go and share my testimony with anybody that will listen. And if you know about me, you know that I had a very, very dark past. My past was horrible. By the time I got saved, I had so many demons in me that I was, I was so full of hate, so full of anger. I'd go to sleep at night, and the last thing I'd say was the Lord's name in vain. When I woke up this mo- in the morning, that'd be the first thing I'd say. I look at people the same way they looked at me with hate, that I'll kill you if you get near me. The, 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 that stuff just festers inside of you. Guilt, shame, undealt with, turns into a hatred inside of you. And you know what? I don't. I don't. I know that that this is what this man was feeling like because they had to chain him. They had to put him away, and they couldn't even chain him. They were terrified to even go get him. Don't think Satan doesn't have power. He has power, but ours is greater. I read the book at the end, folks. Hey, we're victorious, and all the way through, we can be victorious. And I was talking about the truck drivers. There's so many truck drivers that are away from home and things happen and they become bitter and, and angry. But I've, I've talked to some truck drivers that's got it going on. I've talked to some truck drivers that love the Lord. They're in a mission field and they know it. Man, they're out there trying to reach as many people as they can reach. Gary's an ex-truck driver. Look what he's doing now. Man, I, I encourage you if you listen to this tape by CD, if, if you just if you just accidentally pick this thing up, just, just let me tell you this: it's not an accident. I believe God's wanting to speak into your life right now. You may be going through some financial struggles. You may be going through some addictions. You may be going through some home problems. You may have sickness in your family. There may not look like there's any hope coming. But let me tell you something. It's just like that man seeing that ship coming across that ocean. There was help on the way. And all we have to do is cry out to God, come in, God, come help me, and surrender our life completely to Him. And when we do that, great things begin to happen. But you know the number one reason that people don't, don't you know, the shame, and this man, man, he, he didn't have any hope. The shame, 
had, had separated him from his family, from his friends, from everybody he knew. The shame and guilt had taken him away from that lifestyle. And you know what? It reminds me of old King David. King David had an adulterous affair with Bathsheba. And when, when he found out she was pregnant, he, he, he plot an evil murder against her husband, a faithful soldier for him, a faithful soldier. Today we think that's the lowest scoundrel there is in the life. In the world, that's who I was. That's the kind of scoundrel I was. And you know what? Man, the, when, when after David uh, was told by Nathan what had happened, and you know what? He was, he, was, uh, he, was, he was broken. Nathan caught him. He called him on the spot. Look what you've done. David was broken. I believe this is why God called him a man after his own heart. He was quick to repent. He accepted his side of it. He accepted responsibility for his sins. So many times a day, I, I'll be talking to people and they'll make excuses for their sins. They'll make excuses. I heard one man curse God. He's a, he, was, he was a Christian. Got out of prison a Christian, doing really well. Had a had a real nice uh, uh, big benefit for a, a chaplain friend of mine who, had, who has Alzheimer's. And uh, we had a whole lot of people there. And this man cursed, started cursing God. He was drinking that day. You know, his shame and his, he, he said, it's God's fault. Because I've prayed and God doesn't answer. Can I tell you something, man? God always answers our prayer. We may not hear the answer. We may not see it in a long time. But Candy stood in the, in the gap for me for 15 years. For 15 years. And even before, we, before I ever went to prison. You know what? I love that scripture in 51. Psalms, or Psalms 51. Let's go there. After, after God told him, I'm taking your son. David dressed in sackcloth and ashes and he wept and he cried bitterly for God to change his mind. But God did not. He did not change his mind. And when the baby died, they were all so afraid to come and tell David. But David knew. He got up and he bathed, he dressed. He girded his loins. And he got back in the fight and he wrote this song. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions and wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Any of y'all got into some really bad tar or something when you was a little kid? Maybe the skunk got you or something? And mom and dad had to wash you? Sometimes it hurts. To get washed. Amen. They scrub some to hide off when they get to scrubbing. Amen. And that's how it is sometimes. But David's calling for that purging. He's calling for that cleansing in his life. For I acknowledge my transgressions, he said. And my sin is always before me. Against you. 
You only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. He didn't blame it on God, did he? He didn't say it's your fault you weren't there with me. I'm telling you, he took, he took possession of his wrong. Listen to me, drivers. Admit your guilt. Admit the thing that you're so ashamed of. And man, God will come in. Let's see what he does here. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden parts you will make me known, make, make to known wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sin and blot out my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart. This is my heart's cry for everyone listening to this CD. You may not be a truck driver. You may be somebody, a, a truck driver's wife, or just somebody that's listening at home. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your way and sinners shall be converted to you. That's the main thing there. You know, when we get saved, it's not about us. When I got saved in that little old cell, I want to tell you something, gray, concrete, it was cold floor. I never will forget, man, crying out to God to help Candy. And I never will forget them taking me from that cell over to death row. Bob and I was talking about outside just a minute ago. When that door opened, and I looked in and seen Jesus painted on the wall. His head was thrown back in laughter and he had kids climbing all over him. I walked into that cell and the moment I stepped on that floor, I felt the presence of God all over me. All over me. He was there. He was there. And I looked at this Christian and man, he began to minister to me and I... I was still trying to deny what was going on. No way could God forgive me, but he did. And he cleansed me. He washed me. He took all my more dirty sins. And he turned me into somebody that he can use. A living vessel that pours out his living water. Not mine, it's his. But thank God he uses me as a conduit. I love it. I, I'm so amazed that he would take the worst of the worst in the Oklahoma Department of Corrections. If you walked in there and you told them, which one is the biggest knothead here, all of them would have pointed at me. Amen. All of them. And he took that one and he said, watch what I can do. And in Oklahoma Systems, we have men that come to every service and they, they fill the services up when we go. We set 110 up last year. 
uh, two years ago. And since that time, they've had to have church in the auditorium because the chapel ain't big enough to hold all the inmates. Now, I don't know about y'all, but that's way cool, man. He said, go and tell your friends. You know, it'd be nice to go home with Jesus right now, but we have a purpose. There's a purpose in our life, each one of us. It's easy for us to sit and say, I'm going to let the pastor do it. I'm going to let the deacons and the elders and the evangelists and the missionaries. But you know what? I thank God for little old couples that find time on Sunday or Saturday and go in church, maybe on a weeknight, going into a jail and telling guys about Jesus. I know that each one of us here, God's calling us. If you're listening, he's calling you. Find out where God wants to use you. Ask him and be open. Nine times out of ten, it'll be somewhere you don't want to go. Amen. I never will forget God telling me I had to go back to prison. I was like, is that you, Satan? <laughs> you know, and I knew it. What God was on me, he said, son, you're going back. And I remember walking into that prison terrified, scared to death. And what I was so afraid of today is one of my biggest joys. It's one of my biggest joys. And I go in and I see demon-possessed men. And I see the chains being broken off of them. And I see God filling them with his spirit and making them white as snow. And everywhere I go, last night we had four salvations. Three of them were young men under 20 years old. They were broken and weeping before God. Their little mama was fit to be tied. She was so proud. And you know what? I live for those moments. I live for those moments. So encouragement to the truckers. Everyone listen to this tape. I encourage you, man, to fight your way to Jesus. Mark chapter 5, he said, fight your way to him. There's some battles that you've gone through, but be of good cheer. He said he's overcome this world. Amen. So if you'll fight your way to him and you'll truly truly sell out to him. Guys, that's what I did in that cell. Folks, that's what I did. I sold out 100% to him. I did not want to be me anymore ever again. I wanted to be his representative. I wanted to let my light so shine before man that they'd see my good works, but it would glorify my Father which is in heaven. And you know, that's my life's mission. Candy's with me today. We got to speak on the radio this morning. You know, bless her heart. She just has a way of just bringing a peace, bringing a joy. Candy, you want to say something? She whispered no. Amen. But listen to me. There's always hope. Never lose hope. There's always hope if you look for it. You might be in the worst situation in your life. You might be thinking there's no way. It's impossible to help you. I bet that's what that man thought. I bet while he was in the tombs, he'd trying to cut himself, doing anything he could do to bleed out and die. But God had a plan for his life. And what looked hopeless, God brought hope. What looked impossible, God made possible. 
And you know what? I, I'll bet that man I'm going to see him in heaven one day. And I'm going to ask him, what was your ministry? He said, man, I went all over the place. I know he else to tell me. I started telling everybody about my Jesus, Tony. I want to tell one more. I want to tell someone else. If you listen to these tapes and you have the funds, Bob never asked for a dollar. Gary will never ask you for a dollar. But I will. I encourage you, if you got some loose chains in your pocket, maybe you've got $1,000 that you just want to tie into a really powerful ministry. Rig Ministries is one of the most powerful ministries I know today because they're reaching people all across our nation. I get calls from men. It just blows me away. Sometimes you don't get to hear those things. There was a man that was saved right here, James Cross. He got saved in that sanctuary. He got so saved, he said, when can I get baptized? Very next night, we baptized him. And I hadn't heard from him in a while. And about two weeks ago, or two months ago, some, about a month ago, I guess, somewhere around there, I really lose track of time. He called me, and he had a whole group of men that worked with him. And he said, Tony, he said, I go to seminary now. And he said, God's using me. He said, I just wanted to call and, and let you know where I'm at in my life. When Bob built this building, he had no idea what he was doing. He didn't know. He just listened to somebody that told him to build the building. He didn't go around trying to get finances from people to build it. He didn't go asking for anyone. He built it. You know, I thank God if it wasn't just for that one, James Cross, if it wasn't just for him, this building would be worth it, amen? But man, when he got saved, and that was the first night we opened up, wasn't it? Uh, not sure, but it, he got saved. And How many others have gotten saved here? How many others have given their life to Jesus? And not here, by the CDs. I, I've, I can't count the times folks have called. I'd just like to share one thing. Um, we're... I don't know where you're at, and I, and I don't know why, but the Lord put it on my heart. You know, we all go through troubles and trials. Sometimes they're small ones, and sometimes they seem like mountains. But And Tony and I, we, we got some bad news um, about our grandson and his health and his heart. But you know what? I just want I just feel led to share this with somebody listening to this CD. No matter what you're going through, you can take it to the throne of God. He hears your prayer. I mean, if you just have a faith of a mustard seed and I do, I do. I refuse to let Satan take away the promises that God gives me. And I have that faith and I know where to go to in my time of need. I take it to the throne. I come boldly to the throne of God, and I lay my burdens down. And uh, I, I don't know what you're going through. I just feel like somebody is going through a great burden or a great trial. And I just want you to know, just take it to the Lord in prayer.
He hears our every need. He knows our every need. He knows our needs before we ever even bring them to Him. But when we, t- when we bring them to Him and we lay them down at His feet, that's fellowship with the Lord. He loves for us to fellowship with Him. And I just, I just felt led to share that no matter what you're going through. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Amen. Well, she mentioned our grandson. He's a neat little guy. He's nine years old. Y'all pray for him when you get a chance. Some people would say, well, if he was a good pastor, he wouldn't get sick. But uh, let me tell you something, Satan Satan attacks in so many different ways, and, and, and none of us are exempt. Some of us think because we do things for God and we go places for God that we should be exempt from that. But all of us, all of us are under attack every day. Satan himself attacked Jesus. If he'll attack him, what makes you think he won't attack us? Now, he didn't win. He's an undefeated king. Our Savior's never lost a battle. He's never lost a fight. Amen. Would you bow your heads? You're out there today, and you you might be brokenhearted. You may have lost your best friend. Maybe your wife or your husband just passed away, and y'all were so tight, so close. Maybe you're just sick and tired of being sick and tired from bad choices, and one after another, and then. Your life has no direction, no hope. I encourage you with everything in me just to hit your knees. If you're driving down the road, just say this prayer with me. I'm going to pray with you. We're going to ask Jesus Christ in our heart. This is a simple salvation prayer. And if you'll repeat this prayer with me, guess what? God's God's going to bless you. Just repeat this prayer after me, Father. Here I am. Stand before you, Lord. A guilty sinner. Lord, come into my heart. Forgive me for my sins. Lord, use me. Shape me. Mold me. To something pleasing to you. Remove all unrighteousness from me, God, and help me to stand fast for you. You may be out there and you may be already saved, but you need to repent. You want to ask God for your new commitment. Just repeat after this, Father. I've wandered away from you, and God, I I know, Father, I need to get back home. I'm that prodigal son. God, I just want to return to you with my whole heart. Please, God, please forgive me. Not repent. I return to you. Lord, Father, for everyone out there that's maybe said this prayer, Father, they may need a special need. We don't know what they are, but, Father, you do. And we pray right now, God, that you would be with each person, that you'd guide them, you'd shape them. Father, you'd mold them. Lord, I know when when we say that prayer, when we say that sinner prayer, Satan's coming. He's going to try to take away what you've done. But I thank you, God, that you are 
always with us. You never leave us. You never forsake us. And no weapon formed against us will prosper. We can do all things through you, God. You strengthen us. If you be for us, Father, who could be against us? We just give you all praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Inside the scarred up heart, inside a raging storm The word is angered, cause Satan has declared a war I'll fight this battle, Lord, because you're worth fighting for I pledge my undying love to you my heart, the battle's deep within, it's trying to control me, spirit and flesh at war, I'll take up the sword of truth, because you're worth fighting for, I pledge my undying love to you, you died for me, though I me free so I'm honored to struggle Lord cause even in my toughest battles you're worth fighting for it was by your stripes that I was healed For this mighty army you will build I'll fight this battle, Lord Cause you're worth fighting for I pledge my undying love to Yo 
you're worth fighting for You died for me Grace has set me free Jesus is worth fighting for. Praise the Lord, everybody. Tony Mac McMullen was a dear friend. Tony Mac was called home to heaven on Memorial Day 2016. Tony had a sudden heart attack. His work was finished here on earth. And God said, Tony, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Come on home. Tony's wife, Candy Mac. She has picked up the mantle. She has continued to go and speak in prisons all over Oklahoma. She goes and speaks anywhere that she feels like the Lord has led her to come and speak to. I want you to do me a favor. Log on to freeinchristministries.com. Check out their ministry and what they're doing. And see how you can become a part of of an awesome, powerful ministry, ministering to the people that are down and out. Tony used to say when they went into the prisons, they wouldn't pass the hat. Because if they did, they wouldn't get their hat back. So when they go into the prisons, they're doing it because they love the people that's in there. They don't get paid. So it takes support from people like you to keep Free in Christ Ministries going. I remember the last time I was with Tony Mack, it was up in a field in Illinois, and Tony was in so much pain, he couldn't hardly stand to walk. But he got up and gave his testimony that night because he knew how important it was, and there were several people got saved that night. And Tony couldn't hardly walk to his car that night. He was hurting so bad, but he would not quit. He knew that God had called him to go and tell and he kept doing it until the day he died and god called him home so do me a favor log on to freeinchristministries.com you can write to him at p.o box 252 coweta oklahoma 74429 or call them at 918-277-4274 their email address is F-I-C at ValorNet.com. F-I-C at V-A-L-O-R-N-E-T dot com. They would love to hear from you. Give them a call and tell them you heard this powerful message by Tony Mack. And you want to know how you can become a part of Free in Christ Ministries. And we're going to end today's program like we end most of our programs. That's with my testimony in song that I wrote with the help of my songwriting partner, Tom Caldwell. And now we've got a new songwriting partner, Dennis McKay, and he has helped us with this song and brought it up to a new level. Here's Dennis McKay with At the Foot of the Tree. And yes, you'll be able to get a copy of this CD by calling us 618-383-2107. Here's Dennis McKay with at the foot of the tree. 
life Lost without hope Eighteen wheels of lonesome At the end of the road In my hand was a track The preacher had read His words still echoing In the back of my head I felt so ashamed When I thought of my past Then I called his name This chance would it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Road, and I shared the good news wherever I go. Yes, there's been a change. I'm not the man I used to be, and I tell everybody what's happened to me. How I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past, but I called his name. This chance, could it be my last?